Welcome, everyone, to a special clip show edition of the Stupid Sexy Podcast. Feels like I'm podcasting nothing at all. And that, believe it or not, was previous attempts of Dan saying that line that we threw into clips and edited into this episode. Yes, everything I say this episode is from previous episodes. <laughs> Can you imagine if that's how we put this episode together? Andy, how much more work that would be than just us talking for a half uh, hour? It, too much work that I'm not going to do. Sorry, guys. I love you guys, but that's... Yeah, I don't have the time for that. <clears throat> Alrighty. So, we're going to review... So, it's come to this, a Simpsons clip show. Tell us a little bit about when this episode aired, Dan. This was uh, episode 18 of season 4, of course. But this episode came out on April Fool's Day, 1993. And in fact, April Fool's Day is the uh, the part of the episode. That's the plot of the episode. So, okay, yes, it's a clip show episode. So we're going to talk about a lot of stuff we've already talked about. But what we're going to do is we're going to talk about how it ties into the actual theme of the episode, right? And what the actual episode plot is. And does it work as a clip show? Because I think everybody can agree that clip shows are generally boring. Because all it is is a reminder of all the great stuff you've seen once before. But you, you don't nece- you're not necessarily into seeing it in a montage style thing. But we'll talk about that as we get into it. Uh, first things first. Bart is writing on the chalkboard. No one is interested in my underpants. Yeah, that's something that'll probably land you in detention. By the way, that stops being innocent in a couple more grades, Bart. So enjoy it while um. you can. He's in fourth. It probably starts to become innocent the next grade. The next grade, yeah. <laughs> the next grade. Do you remember how old you were when you had your first childhood crush? Like like your actual crush? Like, like I remember I had a crush on a girl in, like, second grade, and I was, like, nervous to talk to her, but we sat next to each other. But then, like, I legit... It was sixth grade when... One of the girls in my class I actually developed a really serious crush on. And that was, like, when I, when I started to understand how things worked. And I was like, yep, uh, I've been told that this is normal. And that girl's pretty. And I like her. The first time, yeah, I was, like, actually interested in a girl was probably fifth. Yeah. So, yes, around the same time, yeah. I think that's like, I remember thinking, like, I remember, like, in third grade thinking a girl was cute. But... But then developing the actual crush where you're like, I want to actually do something with that girl. Yeah. Yeah, because that's when the stuff happens to you. Uh, So, of course, it's the head swap couch gag. You know the one. We just talked about it. They all get on the couch. They all have different heads. And Homer's got the pacifier. So Bart wakes up that morning for school. And freaks out because he's got because he thinks he's gone blind because he's got duct tape on his eyes. And it turns out it's just an April Fool's joke from Homer. He's like, "Haha, boy, you thought you were blind, April Fools." Like, okay, that was a that one wasn't bad. Like, that's that's a pretty funny joke. Although ripping that duct tape off his face probably hurt like hell. Probably took his eyebrows off too. Yeah, that'd be kind of awful. And then 
as Bart goes to drink milk out of the carton. God. Uh, now this, this probably could have killed him. Probably should have killed him. Homer was keeping the milk next to the furnace for six weeks, which means that, yeah, that is literal poison at that point. And he's like, I'm going to get you for this, Homer. What, what does he say, too? Like, you couldn't fool your own mother on the foolingest day of the year if you had an automatic fooling machine? <laughs> and, and then, of course, Elisa tells the history of April Fool's Day. You know, oh, it's the, it's the pagan New Year. You know, just like Halloween and Christmas, it's got pagan origins. And they're all jumping around the fire, and they realize that Christians would mock them for the date being wrong. And, of course, who pl who's playing the Christians in the flashback but the Flanders? And they offer him a... Oh, yeah, then they offer him, like, sheep's blood or something to celebrate your ritualistic holiday. But it turns out it's snakes in a jar. Haha, <laughs> April Fools, we got you. So they tie the Flanders up to the stake. And, of course, Lisa's like the, the queen on the, on the side, right? Like, they're doing the ritual, but Lisa's actually just watching it. Because, of course, she is. And then it ends with Homer's telling the story. And she's like, hey, I was telling you that. <laughs> yeah, and that's the story of the first April Fools. So, we also get a quick glimpse of the sea captain's April Fool's gag. Because at this point, you could tell the writers were really, really into the sea captain character right now. Because he makes he constantly makes bit appearances in this season. He's looking at the t he's looking through the telescope and he's got the ink the classic gag you put the ink on the mm -hmm. lens, and everybody's laughing. He goes, "Ah, just for that, I be requiring hairnets," <laughs> and they're all sad about that. And of course, I'm laughing because you realize that yep, that wasn't a requirement before, which means that restaurant was disgusting. That was that was a major thing in the mid '90s. Uh, about cleanliness in restaurants. Yep. And the major crackdown in New York State was one of the highest crackdown states. They put in the highest uh, rules and laws about it. Uh, the uh, the sheets that I enjoy going to, uh, not not the sheets, the uh, the rudders. Um, is the wrong gas station brand in Pennsylvania with good food. Uh, the rudders near my job would always, you know, I'm a regular there, right? And the one guy who cooks the food has a giant beard, so he's got the giant beard net. Yeah, that was, uh, even in the 70s, uh, my father worked at a couple places as a cook, and he had to, he barely had facial hair back then, and they made him wear a hairnet on top and on his face. And yep. that was in the 70s and early 80s. Yep, that's uh, what you gotta do. Well, fortunately for Bart, he gets a great idea from Homer because there's Homer. He's like, he's got to have a weakness somehow. And Homer goes to the fridge. Ah, beer. My one weakness. My Achilles heel, <laughs> if you will. He's like, bingo, but how do I utilize it? And Homer drops the can. And you know what happens if you, any carbonated drink, if it gets shook up, when you go to pop the top. He's like, ooh, good, that would have made a fool out of me. An April fool. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> so Bart so he grabs one and he goes to the hardware store and gets the paint shaker. <laughs> the paint shaker. <laughs> hey, that's for customers only. Uh, by the way, they're handing out free Stridex pads outside. 
Yes, because it's the Pimple Face team, yep. So, of course, there's uh, Bart's got this can that's, like, gyrating. It's ready yeah, to it's burst. it's shaking. It's shaking. It's got shook so much. <laughs> so he sticks it in the fridge, and he sees Homer's on the couch. He's eating pretzels, watching TV. Nothing that, and he's not, and he's like, I am, you know what, I'm thirsty. Oh, well. You oh, well. Do nothing about it. <laughs> so Bart cranks up the heat to 100 degrees, boils the goldfish, melts the records, and Homer's still eating the pretzels. And then, of course, it's one of those ads. We do not endorse alcoholic beverages. He's like, ah, oh, beer, and he's drenched in sweat. He's stuck to the couch. Yeah, he, like, has to peel himself off the couch. He goes to get the beer. And the house explodes. Yeah, that bl- literally blows the roof off the house. Man, and, and we then, go to Police Chief Wiggum in the car. And, and Lou is like, oh, wait, Chief. I think that's at the old Simpson place. <laughs> Who cares? It's four blocks away. <clears throat> I think there's beer coming out of the chimney. I am proceeding on foot. Call in a, call in a number eight. We need pretzels. <laughs> I repeat, we need pretzels. So Homer's at the hospital, and Dr. Hibbert pulls one of the worst April Fool's jokes. Your husband's dead. <laughs> April Fool's, like, wow, that's awful. But he may never walk again. So there is a thing I saw online, and I do kind of agree with this, that, like, <clears throat> don't, if you're going to do an April Fool's joke, don't do stuff that would be, like, life detrimental. Don't do death. Don't do pregnancies. Don't do shit like that. Stick with the classics. Stick with the, I got fired for hooking up with a coworker or something. <clears throat> I remember there was a radio station I used to listen to in Jersey. And they would always do like April Fool's gags. And that's what they, one of the things that they would do, right? Is like the one guy called, it was this kid calling from college. And he said he got caught like having sex in the gym. And he was getting kicked out of school and he needed his dad to come pick him up. And the dad's like freaking out on him on the phone and then the dean would come on and the dean of course one of the radio people and he's like like berate, he's like basically berating the family and everything to get the dad all riled up so now the dad's like mad at him and threatening him and then the kid's like oh yeah by the way dad april fools so they pulled a really good one one year in Syracuse um because they set it up 2 weeks in advance ooh and they were like, so we hear Leonardo DiCaprio is going to be in town in a couple of weeks on Saturday. Was Saturday April 1st? It did end up being April 1st. But, pe- but it was two weeks in advance, so no one was thinking about it. And then they had people calling in saying that they swear they saw him. I saw him at the mall. I saw him at Carousel Mall. No? So I saw his his limo going by. Dude, I would actually drive around with a limo. I mean, I w- that would probably be really good. You know, a former uncle of mine by marriage um, drove limo in Syracuse, and he was the designated Andre the Giant driver whenever WWE was in town. That's awesome. I knew I knew a designated Andre. I knew a designated driver for those guys. Uh, one of my dad's coworkers uh, often drove. I think Sergeant Slaughter was a big one, and I'm trying to remember who the other big one was. But he often got to got to drive them 
Can you imagine you're fun. like just you're like in a town where just like you know they come once a year and but like the freaking biggest guy in the company like knows you by name and knows that when I'm in town I want that guy. Like holy shit, you right? That's awesome. Right? Like that's crazy. That's the way to do it. So yeah, uh our first montage is all about Homer's x-rays and how he's got it looks like he's had repeated blows to the head. So that's our first montage. All the times Homer got hit in the head. There's Homer at the bat. Homer passing out with the uh, in the doors of the Quickie Mart. Maggie hitting him in the head. The psycho parody that they did. Itchy and Scratchy versus Marge. And the... Yeah, so it's, it's all Homer getting hit in the head. And then there's other marks on there that could have come from... <laughs> we're not sure where those came from. And we get the flashback to the electroshock therapy with Dr. Marvin Monroe. And, oh, maybe it's the time he fell down the gorge, and there's our first flashback to the gorge, which they actually make as a great gag in a, in a later episode about fl- doing flashback to jumping over Springfield Gorge. Yeah. Everybody's sick of that story, Homer. And then Marge realizes that the doctor is actually a veterinarian, and we get that callback. And now as Homer's laying in the hospital, of course, Lisa is like, Oh, Dad, you're going to make it. Remember that time you were lost in the woods? And we get the Call of the Simpsons throwback when he can't catch the rabbit. Well, and he, he does it on too springy of a tree, right? Yeah. So, so he eats the rabbit. <laughs> <laughs> God damn, 2021 slang. And then this is this is something I do want to analyze, actually. That Homer can stay cool in intense situations, and the throw the clip they use is from Treehouse of Horror. So yes, I, this is like what I was like. This is I not... declare that at the Treehouse of least, Horror number one is canon. Or at the very least, Hungrier the Damned is canon. I declare Kang and Kodos are canon in Simpsons Land. Were they even Kang and Kodos in that episode? Uh, they were. Yes, I don't think they established. Uh, Kodos as a sister, though. Because that, that's another thing. Although then then it's later hinted that they're both female, so. Yeah, but then there's later hinted that, like, Maggie is their kid or something shit like that. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> they do. That's, that's why the Halloween episodes are fun, though. <laughs> so, of course, Bart's like, and then there's one itchy and scratchy episode we'll never forget, and they do the the clip where messenger of death, yeah, knocks out the eyeballs, replaces them with bombs, blows up. They're like, how does that help? It was a funny episode. <laughs> so Mo brings Homer a beer, and of course Homer's terrified by beer right now in a can. And Barney's like, I can't stand to see him this way. And they do the kill scene from One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Yeah, very ending. Where Chief Chief's mothers smothers him and then grabs the water the water fountain and runs away. They got the music playing. And then it cuts to Mo. He's just like, boy, he really needs a girlfriend. <laughs> and then we get the flashback to Homer and Marge. You know, all the- I, do, I do love that so far, every time Mo is somewhere else other than the bar, Barney's there because he knows that the sooner 
he gets done with it, the sooner the bar will be open again. <laughs> Plus, Mo probably has to bring Barney with him because we've seen what happens when Barney's left there by himself. He just drinks right out of the tap. He yeah. drinks straight out of the tap. Yeah. <laughs> All right, oh, my heart just stopped. Ah, oh, there it goes. So we get we get the flashback to the end of Life on the Fast Lane, where they do the movie parody. Oh, the officer, officer and gentleman. And gentleman. I'm going to the back seat of my car with the woman I love, and I won't be back for ten minutes. And then, one of my favorite moments is that nothing's motivating Homer to get out of his wheelchair. Until he sees the candy machine, and he does the flashback to the land of chocolate. Yeah, even the doctors give up on him. Like, just can't do it. It just can't do it. And he immediately gets up. He drags everything with him. The IV, the, the machines. And the candy machine, the candy bar gets stuck. He shakes the machine, and it falls on him. And then he gets suffocated by the candy bars. Too much chocolate suffocating. Ooh, nuts. It, like, cuts to commercial, and he's still gagging. So now he's in a coma. And Grandpa's looking over him. He's like, Homer, you're too beautiful for this world. And he starts, like, gargling. He's like, ah, kill it! Grandpa, he's in a coma. Oh, please, I slip in and out of comas all the time. And then he actually goes into a coma while he's doing it. And he's like, you know... So what happens when you're in a coma? Does it hurt? Oh, no. You experience wonderful things from your past. You know, like one of those TV shows where they show a bunch of clips. And I'm like, ah, all right. Now we're good. If you're going to do the joke, do the meta joke. And, of course, one of the visions is Homer in Dreamland. You remember that from Lisa's Pony? Where he falls into slumberland while he's driving home. And then, of course... Here comes Mr. Burns. This man's costing my health plan at $5,000 a day. I demand you pull the plug. It's like, we're not doing that. Well, then I demand a second opinion. And here comes Dr. Nick. And he pulls the plug himself. And of course, then Burns proves he remembers who Homer is because he has a flashback to the time Homer asked him for money for the dog. Man's caused me nothing but trouble. I've seen a theory about that, that it's... it. Some of it's intentional, but it's also just that Burns, because he's so advanced in his age, he literally does forget who Homer is. It's plausible, right? I mean, he's crazy old man. Yeah. Dr. Frink's got a plan. A fantastic journey, Ivan. We'll, uh, <laughs> we'll get some crew members and one beautiful lady, and we'll settle in through the colon. Ugh. Yeah, I'm having trouble finding volunteers. So Lisa, of course, plays her saxophone for Homer after we get one of the, one of the best saxophone jokes, which was the saints go over there. Yes. Oh, when the saints... <clears throat> well, yeah, it's the flashback of her playing and he starts crying because it's sad and then she realizes it so she starts playing that. He's like, yeah, that's it. Oh, when the saints go Go over over there. there. Oh, when the saints go over there. And then we get Bart's flashbacks, which are, you know, I know I've caused you trouble. 
and we get the Indiana Jones opening, which is still one of my favorite things they've ever done on The Simpsons. That opening is so good. That was from uh, Bart's friend Falls in Love. What could possibly separate a kid and his best friend? But that, yeah, that opening is so classic. And then one of my favorite montages they do. I know I made you mad sometimes, and they do a montage of 32 times Homer said dough. <clears throat> and that's actually pretty funny. They also show Bart getting bullied in the trash can, the three men in a comic book treehouse fight. And Check on the boys. They're fun. And here's how we shave. Take some teensy little toilet paper squares and put them here and anywhere else you're bleeding. Don't worry, the blood will hold the toilet paper on there. And Bart can't take it anymore, and he confesses, I shook the can of beer, it's my fault. And right then and there, you see Homer start getting mad. His IV bag boils, and the monitor has the shapes of Bart on it. And he springs up and strangles the boy, and it's all a happy ending. We're a family again. He goes, all right, folks, we're going to celebrate and go to Hawaii. (laughs) April Fool's for two more minutes. Uh, No, Homer. You've been in that coma for seven weeks. You lost 5% of your brain. May 18th or whatever, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, me lose brain. Uh Uh-oh. And then they all laugh, and he goes, why I laugh? Ah, good old Homer. All right, so there is actually trivia about the clip show. Uh, The idea for the 32 does in a row footage was from David Silverman's montage that he had assembled for his traveling college show. Uh, The network censors initially refused to let the phrase beer causes rectal cancer into the show. The censors eventually relented when they found out that there was a direct link between beer and rectal cancer, but they still wanted them to go easy on beer in the future. It's just one joke. They've already established that beer is a thing. Let them have it. I mean, it hasn't been the cause of and solution to all life's problems yet. Not yet, no. Uh, Dr. Frink's Fantastic Voyage will come back in Treehouse of Horror 25. Where they they actually do a Fantastic Voyage parody. (laughs) So Al Jean did react to the famous theory. You've heard this one, right? That Homer's still in the coma and every episode since then have been imaginary. Which is why there's surrealism and frequent guest appearances. And Al Jean himself has said it's intriguing, but it's false. And that's where it should be filed. So. I do like that fan theory, but the creators are not rolling with that. Sorry, guys. Everything after this is canon except for the Halloween stuff. So. Sorry, guys, if that's how you wanted your Samsons. Can't help you there. Uh, There was intense pressure on the producers of the show to create extra episodes in each season, and the plan was to make four clip shows per season to meet the limit, but the writers and producers felt that that many clip shows would alienate fans of the series. Fox Network's reasoning was that clip shows cost half of what a normal episode cost to produce, but they could sell syndication rights at full price. Well, thank God that never happened. It's oh. actually more work. It's more work, but it isn't. It's not new stuff, right? They're not recording new stuff. They don't need the cast for a full episode. They don't need, yeah. Uh, there is 
only half the episode are clips. The other half are new footage. So even though it is a clip Which show. is what I think makes it work about this episode is that it fits in the episode. It's not just people sitting around. Yes. At, and, at the house. at the, like It's like the last season of the show. And they're just like, ha, 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 remember the time you thought you had the cancer? And then they just show a five-minute clip. Yep. And then our last piece of trivia. This one's pretty good. Print television ads promoted this episode as the series finale, which turns out to be an April Fool's joke. Not even the season finale. No, the series finale. I love that they actually pulled that off, that they were just like, nope, this is it. You're done. (laughs) All right. There you have it. What do you what do you think, Dan? Uh, as far as clip shows go, it's it's pretty good. It's good, right? Of course, yeah. they even have a better clip show later, and it's a straight up just a clip show. Okay, so if I were to do a season four ranking, which I'll eventually do, this will probably be the first episode I'll talk about because it's probably the worst of this season. But this is season four of The Simpsons, right? By default, the clip show was going to go at the bottom because everything else in this season is friggin' quality. This is like the best overall season of the entire series, pretty much. There are no bad episodes in this whole season. So, where is the worst episode going to be? It's going to be the one with the least new stuff in it. By default. And that's just the way that it works. Have no fears, they got stories for years. Exactly. So next time we come to you guys, we are going to review The Front, which is an episode where Bart and Lisa begin to write their own itchy and scratchy episodes. But they have to put Grandpa's name on it so nobody's going to take kids seriously. And there's a B-plot that's actually pretty good. It's all about Homer and Marge's class reunion. Which, again, is uh, another chance to see what has come from Homer and Simpson's relationship. And if this is 93 and that's the class of 74, then that means, well, it's technically not the 20-year deal. That's basically what they're going for here. So, how have Homer and Marge changed after 20 years? We shall see. That's next time, though. Check out everything on CKCC Radio. Go to ckccradio.com. Check out our patron patreon.com slash club kayfabe for bonus content each and every week and we could really use your support on twitch guys if you guys can go to twitch.tv slash ckcc online and subscribe we're very close to becoming affiliated which means we can start making a little bit of money from twitch and that means we can continue to keep bringing you this show and all of these shows for free and that's what you guys want right In fact, if you guys help us become affiliated, we may not even have to do ads on CKCC Radio. So, help us out there. Uh, So, we're coming up on the front next time, and we are about to wrap up on Season 4 of The Simpsons. And it has been one hell of a ride, huh, Dan? It has been. But it's been a ride on a monorail. (laughs) For some of it, right? (laughs) But yes, uh, so the front will be next time, and then after that, three episodes remain until we wrap up season four. We'll see you guys next time for another Stupid Sexy Podcast.
Because like I'm podcasting, nothing at all. <laughs>